Welcome to Musings of a Wildflower, lessons and stories from the most unlikely of places. Think of them as modern day parables. We invite you to grab your favorite coffee, tea, or juice and join us for this episode shared mostly by Casey and some of her tribe. Hey guys, it's Casey, the primary story curator here at Musings of a Wildflower. And as promised, we're going to continue the conversation that uh, Stephanie and I were having about forgiveness and just really wrap it up and talk about what lessons we learned from this really hard time in our relationship. So if you have not heard part one, stop what you're doing, go back find uh, lessons on forgiveness, uh, forgiveness with friends with Stephanie, listen to that and then come back here and catch part two. Um, As I told you before, we had this conversation at this pizza place in Atlanta. (laughs) So don't mind the chewing. We weren't smacking like we, we raised right. So we weren't smacking, but we were chewing and talking to the waitress. So don't mind any of that Uh, inside of that conversation through the chewing and the talking and the laughing. There is an amazing lesson on forgiveness. So, uh, Grab something to drink, maybe even a pizza if you want to, uh, and check out Forgiveness with Friends, uh, part two, featuring my friend Stephanie. Between the time I threatened you at the (laughs) dance place. Right. When I called. And when you called. Mm -hmm. I remember saying, Lord, how do I deal with this? Mm-hmm. A, because A, I've been through a divorce. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. this sort of, feels like it. when you've invested time, mm. resources um, into any, any relationship, there is an aspect of it that when that stops, it's a separation. Hmm. There are feelings I think that still have to be dealt with and, and things that have to be, you know, dealt with internally. Mm-hmm. So my prayer was, Lord, how did I go wrong? What do I do with the fact that you've called me to this? And I mm-hmm. know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm called to this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do I process losing a friend? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so between those two times, I had really kind of dealt with that and gone through that and really sat with the fact of well dang and this is one of the you know how when you when you know that you know that you know that you're supposed to be connected to something and then it doesn't work out then you're like well how how do what do you do like what's next and well lord i really thought that you called me to this but maybe maybe you didn't call me so then you start questioning different (laughs) things maybe it was another girl named casey (laughs) (laughs) that happens to say um so that was kind of where I was, and I spent that time when we, when I, when it came up, or when I thought about it. Not that it was the only thing I sat and thought about, but really trying to deal with what happens when you lose a really good friend. What happens when you really, really feel like you're called to something, and that something doesn't work out. Okay. Um, there have been very few of those things in my life where I was like, where I really felt like. Ooh, this is what I'm called and I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and now it's not happening so how do I deal how do I cope and I literally one day remember him saying to me in my quiet time don't worry about it I've got it and if you'll be patient with me I'll bring it back to you and I'll bring it full wow. circle so I was like 
okay. How long is going to take? How, yeah. <laughs> Quick question. Because I've given up all my access. I've written my letter. And the one thing, you know, it took me a minute to like get that letter together. But I'm the other thing you should know about me is that I have a real good gift of goodbyes. Do you? I do. Um, I mean, because I mean, like, I be dating the same person like three times. I'm in it, <laughs> but then when I hit a certain point, you're done. I'm done. Got it. Hands off. Not going back that way again. Got it. Like, ooh. Okay. So I was like, well, Laura, I don't want this to be that moment. This isn't when. Hmm. I want to be in that position. So how, because I've written a letter, I've said, and that was the, one of the lessons for me, is that sometimes you have to lean not on your own understanding, but on his, because I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah, I had kind of wiped wipe my hands mm -hmm. out of it and was like, okay, I'll find someplace else to serve. I'll find something else to Somebody do. Somebody else that can sing. <laughs> but when you came, when you came, when you called, it was like an answer to a prayer that I had been praying. Like, how do I, how do I write this shit? Mm -hmm. And it, God was like, I'll, I'll write it. Just be patient. And I was like, ooh. But then we waiting, and months had gone by. You said by. ride this ship. Right. Right. R I G H T. How do we write this ship of uh. our relationship? Not ride the ship. Don't don't ride the ship. No, that's not what I thought you said. Oh gosh. I said, <laughs> Help, Lord. I thought you said, how do I write this-ish? I was like, oh, <laughs> cut, Stephanie. <laughs> no. How do I write the ships? That's my- Ships, uh, got it. Relationship, relationship friendship. Relationship, friendship. How do, how do I fix this? Mm -hmm. um, and when you call, it was easy because it was something that I had been praying for and something that I knew I was connected to. Hmm. So here's the big question. I feel like we've told both sides of the story. One thing that I've been really thoughtful about is um, what roles do people play in the act of forgiveness? Mm -hmm. So for sake of argument, and in this particular case, one of us was absolutely wrong and one of us absolutely was not, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not talking about when it's like, I'm wrong and you wrong. We're like, one person is wrong, unequivocally, unequivocally wrong, indisputably wrong, <laughs> and one person is genuinely in the right. So because we're doing the podcast and they can hear you asking me about dessert and they know I went to Orange Theory, I'm going to say no. <laughs> but if I wink at you, no, right. I'll <laughs> You know, to bring that, you bring that favorite one on out. You just slide it along the side. <laughs> no real Thank you. Thank you. So when, when I think about forgiveness, I feel like, and I don't know, I don't have it. Let me start by saying this. I don't know that I have a real answer, mm -hmm. but what role does each individual person play in forgiveness? I think most people can agree that whoever did wrong needs to go and seek forgiveness, mm -hmm. right? I needed to have called you because I was wrong. But I always think about, and this is the first time, not that I haven't been wrong in my life, but this is the first time that I was like, oh, that person has, has done nothing to you. Mm. You were not provoked by her. You were not pushed by her. Like you literally just went off the deep end. And, and so I wonder about what responsibility do you think that the person who has been wronged 
has in the scenario of forgiveness. Because I'll say for me, and I've had this conversation um, with a couple of people, when you are the person who's done wrong, outside of just being embarrassed or whatever, there's this fear that the person who you have wronged does not want to hear from you. Right. And I think time starts to pass because of that. And you're like, I don't know if I should call. I don't know if I should whatever. And so I guess my question for you being the person who's been on the giving side of the forgiveness, what responsibility do you think they have? Or what responsibility do you think that you have? Well, I think both parties have responsibility. Okay. Um, For me, you have to be in a place to be able to hear and not just cut it off at the past before mm-hmm. before it even comes up. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to be at a level of forgiveness with you in order for me to answer the phone. You know what I mean? I had so do to you be, think I was forgiven before I called you? In my, for me, yes. Mm. I had already forgiven you. I'm also a very forgiving person. That Give doesn't me mean that, that too. I, that doesn't mean that I forget, but I am innately a very mm-hmm. forgiving person. Yeah. Um, so for me, it took a minute. It mm-hmm. was not immediate at yeah. all. Um, but I think that we we both had to have some level of forgiveness in order to be able to be to get to that point. Um, for me, it was also because I was like, well, did I did I did I finish it correctly? Did mm-hmm. I end it right? Um, because there definitely was some feelings involved with the transition, but I still tried to make sure, okay, let me leave it in a place. Mm -hmm. Let me train whoever was coming next so that that way it's not like totally foreign. Um, Let me still remain helpful. Because I remember telling the person who came behind me, listen, if you have a question, just call me. I'm here to walk you through it. Like, so that that for me was a level of forgiveness to be able to say that I still want to end. I still want to hand it over well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I Mm -hmm. still want to finish it. If this is the end, I want to finish it to the best of my ability. So that meant that there had to be a level of forgiveness. Now, I did not know at that time that it would be a level of forgiveness that would allow me to come back into the fold Mm -hmm. and pick it back up and do what it is that I do for you today. Um, But I definitely knew, A, I'm a forgiving person, so forgiveness is always there. And I think it's always a two-way street type of an ordeal. Um, And I think that it's definitely something that both parties have to be open for in order for it to work. Yeah. So let me ask you two questions and then we'll wrap up. It's been like 40 minutes, like 40. This is my longest episode ever. Oh, wow. You get a prize. I don't know what it is. I'll pay for dinner. Dessert. (laughs) Right. I'm not having any of that. I don't know what you're talking about. So you said something that I think people say really often, which is I forgive, but I don't forget. Yeah. And now you are very much so in the same position that you were in, Mm -hmm. if not more <laughs> right you know more integrated into what we do because we sort of extended you know we don't just do music we do this we do the podcast right. we right. speak we teach we're you know starting the wellness company so mm-hmm. you're very much a part of so many things do you feel like that situation still colors the way you see not at this point it did for a while really how are you feeling i was guarded mm. okay 
okay, Lord, I'm back in this. Um, let me get back. But I wasn't 100% initially mm. emotionally invested. I get that, that makes sense mm -hmm. because I was still very much so like, uh, let's just kind of get back in this and see where it plays. Yeah. But I'm really not too sure. Wow. But I know yeah. this is what you're calling me to. But we're going to get out here and see. Not that I'm perfect at it at all. But so I'm going to need a minute, God. But let's start this process. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I think as time proved itself. And as time went on, I was like, okay, now I can be back to calling this person a friend. You yeah. know what I mean? Wow. Initially though, for me, it was- You're just the boss. It, it, I just work here. It's gonna sound really, really bad. I'm just bad, here so I don't get but fired. But it, it was a business. Nah, this is that, what I'm called to do, Definitely. transactional. Yeah. Like, okay, we're here. Um, and I think that as time progressed, I got com more comfortable with who we were. Mm -hmm as friends and that we had kind of found our new way down this relationship mm. path. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, do I forget it? No. Um, but in this particular instance, as you were talking about before, I think it's important that we, there were lessons that we both learned mm -hmm. in the process. That was going to be my next question. So the next question is, and I'll combine them together. What do you feel like the lessons you have that you learned through this? Because that's kind of the purpose of what we do here at Musings mm -hmm. of a Wildflower. We take stories and sort of figure out what lessons, what biblical truths we can extract from those. Right. So what would you say is the biblical truth that you've extracted from what really was a, a pretty terrible experience? And how would you articulate that to somebody who has been wronged? I think I can speak to <laughs> forgiveness from a place of, hey, if you wrong, but I would love to hear your perspective and what you would share with the person who has been wrong, and then I'll do the same. For the person who has been wronged, I would just say be open and never completely close the door. Be, especially if it's something that you know. For me, it was, I knew I was called yeah. to help in some capacity, yeah. some way, some shape, and be connected to the vision of the ministry. So, for me, because I knew that, mm -hmm. it was, even when I didn't want to be open, I had to be open to the possibility of it working out or to the possibility of forgiveness. Um, and not even just forgiveness, but the ability for me to come back and work for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? To yeah, that extent. Yeah, it's trust. It's trust on both right, ends. To that extent. Um, so for the person that feels that they were wronged in the situation, that's what I would say. I would say, especially if you know that it was something that you are called to, I guess that's the biggest thing for me is that, wow, Lord, I really felt like this was something that I was called innately to do and yeah. a connection that I was meant to have. So how do I fix the relationship? How do we write that R-I-G-H-T? How do we, you know, get that together? How do we write together? that ship? Right, how do we write that ship? Um, <laughs> over enunciation of the words. Um, so for me, those were the things that really um, helped me. And then also saying, okay, where was the places in it that I was wrong? Maybe I didn't, my cautiousness mm -hmm. um, wasn't the best, maybe because I withheld or said, like to your point, because I, I really do remember me kept saying recall. I don't recall. 
because I didn't. <laughs> um, so like, it was just a matter for me of do how, how do I either A, say more of what I'm feeling, but maybe not filter it as much. Mm -hmm. um, this is where I learned again that I was extremely passive and that I don't do confrontation um, mm -hmm. at all. I don't like it. I would rather us have a, a, a talking conversation about it, yes, but to be really poignant and really, you know, like too long, it's like, oh God, what do I do? <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, so I think I learned some tips or tools on how to communicate better okay. um, because of it. I think that I also learned how to forgive, how to um, be really clear, maybe clearer in, in communication and how to leave lead way. Everybody's not going to process things at the same mm -hmm. time that I or process the pace, or yeah. the same pace that I process things at. Um, so I had to allow whatever period of time was necessary for me to get over it, for you to get over, you know, for everybody mm -hmm. to kind of have a moment and be able to come back to the table and talk about it. Because um, part of me was like, that day that we met, I think you met me because I wanted to meet yeah. and I wanted to talk about it. But I don't necessarily know if you were quite ready no, to really, really, really talk about why it. I bet you had a dance <laughs> So I think that was part of the thing of, of mm. making sure that maybe, I don't remember me saying, hey, let's talk, let's meet. You, we got to meet and talk about it, but just making sure that I allowed the space yeah. for all of that to happen. Yeah. So that was really, really key and really important um, in kind of my process yeah. of, of dealing with it. I think for me, um, and the lesson is the, is the advice that I would give. I think so often we... And, I'm, and I, I worry about it in church culture as a whole. I sometimes worry that we are sort of perpetuating this victimization culture. Like whoever did you wrong, the Lord's gonna pay them back. And like we're mm -hmm. in service and like, he's gonna make you a table in the presence of your enemies. Right. And I think all of those things are absolutely true. But what is also true is sometimes we are the enemy. Sometimes we are the toxic person. Sometimes right. we're not the one who needs to wait and something get paid back to us. Sometimes we are the one who has done wrong. And so I think for me, it was like allowing myself to realize that I'm just as capable as being in need of offering forgiveness as I may be in need of, forgive, of receiving forgiveness. Right. And right. it caused me to sort of navigate spaces with so much more grace. You had both sides yeah, of Yeah, like once mm -hmm. you've been the person that mm -hmm. is wrong, wrong, mm -hmm. wrong, 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 I think it just does something to the heart of a person. Right. And the other thing that I have learned and that I would share as advice or, you know, what I would pluck out of, of what we're doing is, um, what's the verse that says that, uh, uh, they talk about with tithing, uh, press down, shaking, shaking together. together, and running over. Mm -hmm. And we always get excited, like press down, shaking together, running over. That's how I want my blessings. But there's a second part of that, and it says, shall man give unto your bosom. Mm -hmm. And I say that to say, and even, and I didn't think about it even before you said, like, no, I felt like I was called to this. So much of our destiny is tied up in relationships. Right, right, yeah. 
it is not your call to do this and stand on this mountain by yourself. And I think that's probably my biggest area of struggle is like, how do I mm -hmm. cultivate relationships and fortify them and remain consistent in them, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, had I not be able, had I not been able to get over being embarrassed, mm -hmm. um, to name my anger for something other than just anger and realize that it was really a lot of shame and right. that had nothing to do with you. Right. You weren't there for the original incident that we're even talking about. Mm -hmm. So like that definitely doesn't have anything to do with you. And had I not been able to do that and that result in me seeking forgiveness and me seeking reconciliation with you, my destiny is on the line. Mm. Because yeah, could we hire somebody else to send emails and do or whatever? It, right. mm -hmm. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. We, we know some other people that can do it. But I feel like where we are now, what we're realizing is like we're each called into this, mm -hmm. into a really specific role and that this thing that we're doing, this thing that, that it's growing into, is bigger than just an individual. Right. Like we are each called to kind of play our part in something that's much bigger than us. Right. And for a lot of us, and for me, I found that forgiveness was the line between me being able to walk into what I now feel like is the most, most great season of my life. Mm -hmm. Like there are, I'm clear about what it is I'm, I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. I'm clear about what I'm not called to do. Right. It's so much easier to say no nowadays, mm -hmm. not because I'm mad or it's beneath me or whatever, yeah. but because it's I'm not called to it. Right. And I'm able to do that. But I think that is a direct result of the relationships that we've cultivated amongst our team. Right. Which means it's a re direct result of the forgiveness that we've cultivated amongst you and I. Right. Um, and so for me, like that has been the biggest lesson. Like you, your forgiveness can very much be holding your destiny hostage mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like it sounds like church and like oh my god pass the offering bucket but it's the truth right yeah could i find somebody else that can, can send an email yeah but i have to trust you to know my heart to right. know the vision that god has over my life even when i can't articulate it mm -hmm. and there are most of the times that you stand in a room or on the phone or on an email standing on behalf of my vision without me even being there right so that isn't a skill that you develop because you can type so many words per mm -hmm. minute. Right. Like that's an actual connection, connection that's right. manifested in that work. Mm -hmm. And the thought that I would have lost that yeah. <laughs> because I was unable to seek forgiveness. Right. So I thought forgiveness was for everybody else but me. Right. Is, is ridiculous. Right. And the thought that I would have, not to say that I wouldn't have served someplace else, but the joy that I have in Dude, is serving. it joyful over here? It is. Cause I'll be calling you at like two in the morning. Like I think we should. Well, I, I think we trade places. Cause sometimes you'd be like, listen, if you send me one more email, <laughs> <laughs> why is my phone dinging? I am not here. I'm not here. You I am not me. working today. <laughs> um, and some days I call and say, listen, I'm getting ready to blow you up. So just put put that I phone on do that. not disturb. Ignore me for the next 15 minutes. You should definitely ignore your email. You should walk away <laughs> and do something great. Um, but like the thought of that what we have, I would not have with another person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the relationship, the, the ease of serving. That's how Is you it? know what... To me, okay, and this is about forgiveness. This is not about servanthood. No, but, but 
that's that's your other yeah that's what we should <laughs> if y'all want stephanie bad we're gonna talk about servanthood because the girl got it i'll be out here struggling um to go yep you but the we way got, we got the, the way we got mom going like, on me. <laughs> do i want my salad to go yes daughter um but i think that that's one of the things like when you know that you're called to something and you know that you're called to serve then your ability to be we talk about all the time right place right bus right time right people right Man. so all of those things may not have been in place or as easy it's easy for me to serve you because we have the relationship because I know it's what I'm called to do. And even when crap gets tough, gets, gets tough, mm-hmm. you know, we still at the end of the day, I can say, OK, I can come back to that. This is what I'm called to do and that there's a level of appreciation. There's a level of honor in being able to serve where I'm supposed to be serving yeah. versus serving someplace else where I may not be designed to serve just because I want to serve. That's like Mm. being in the right ministry. You know, we've done that, right? We've done ministry and trying to figure out, okay, well, where is the right place? And when you find that right place, when you have that niche, then you know that you're comfortable Hmm. and it's easier for you to serve because you know you're in the place where you're supposed to be. Wow. This is a good time to ask if I can have a new laptop or we should. Oh. No. I just felt like since you're feeling so sensitive, <laughs> this would be a great time. we're emotional, just we're having so a conversation. You sit behind these flowers, you look so pretty. <laughs> Don't you think we need a new laptop for the company? No? We okay. do need a new laptop. All right, all right. Is it all right now, right. though? Yeah, because I got this. Let me tell you. You got, got this, so many new things, man. It's about to roll out. We, need- we got Sozo coming. <laughs> it's about to be new music time. I'm just saying, y'all pray. Pray that forgiveness rest in her heart. <laughs> Pray that a yes is and in her she calls spirit. up to the Apple store. <laughs> it says, swipe this card. Swipe the card. <laughs> and get what you want, daughter. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. And Final Cut Pro, the new one. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Anyways. No, seriously. <laughs> I, I appreciate you um, just taking time to have this conversation. Uh, even the way we talk about forgiveness, you know, a, a lot of times you can sit in that space and you can say, I don't owe somebody mm-hmm. my time. I don't owe them my forgiveness. And if they did wrong, I don't owe them whatever. And I think you just being open to having this conversation and sharing it with somebody. So I think people need to hear it from both ends. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm appreciative. And I am very much... I think there are so many things. Oh, the short story, we're like at an hour. So like you're here now, you might as well hear it, right? So the short story is when I first started singing, this is before I had a song out, before I had anything really out, mm-hmm. and people were calling me to come sing for like $20. As you probably already know, I'm an introvert. I'm super like awkward. I don't do well by myself <laughs> in groups of people. It's just bad. I realized, Someone told me that they thought I was mean. I was like, no, I'm afraid of you. Yeah. Not mean at all. Yeah. Completely scared out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> because people were like, you never like sit and talk to people. I'm like, I'm about to pass out. No. Anyways, um, so I called you up and I asked you to just like, I guess maybe I asked you to drive me because I was nervous. I don't know. And I remember the first time you um, came and like we had some gig at some church. 
um, you had this bag or box and you're like, I brought you a gift. And it was like this box. And inside of the box, I still remember it so clearly. There were turquoise. Yep. There was a toy cor- turquoise <laughs> stapler, a turquoise staple remover, paper a clips. money bag, paper clips, yeah. turquoise pins, um, and the um, the swipe. Uh, the PayPal swipe. Yeah. The what, whatever it's called. What's it called? Not PayPal. Square. Square. Square swipe. Yeah. And I was like, and in my mind, I was like. I hope you don't think I'm paying. Like, I didn't have money to afford mm-hmm. any of those things. And you bought them and you hit like set stuff up and then you got me towels made. Like, you got all this stuff mm-hmm. made. And I remember specifically, I was holding the money bag and I was kind of like, I was like, Stephanie, we ain't got no money. <laughs> so, what ex- why exactly do we have a money bag? Right. Because <laughs> usually, money bags, you know, in the name, the first part, like, I got the bag part. The first part is money, and right. I ain't got none. So, <laughs> don't need a bag, because there ain't nothing to put in it. And I remember you saying, but there will be. Mm-hmm. And probably, like, a year ago, we sat... Oh, no, I was at a birthday party, mm. and you were there, and we were kind of just going around the table, and mm-hmm. I was sharing why I wanted, you know, specific people at my birthday party. Yeah. And I just remember that, and I brought that back to mind. And I say that to say, in your life... You need somebody that sees you as you will be. Yeah. Like you need somebody who talks with that amount of confidence. And like, I remember when we got our first, so we thought it was a big check. I said, yeah. do you remember that money bag? And we both just weeping. I mean, just we had a fit. crying <laughs> because, and it's not money. Like, no, God but can do whatever with whoever. It's, yeah. Yeah. And you knew the promise with more articulation for my life than I knew it. Wow. Yeah, like I was just like, I'm gonna sing and go to work. <laughs> We're gonna be back at the yeah. school. Take this kids. money back and let them put that teacher check in there because at least we know that's coming. Right. And so, so that's the story about the money bag, and that's the story about forgiveness. And I hope um, yeah. anyone who's listened to this, whether you are in the position of the person who was wrong maybe mm-hmm. you're Stephanie in this story and, and maybe you're a Casey the person that was dead wrong and you don't tell somebody you're gonna drag them through a parking lot I hope not <laughs> but you may I mean listen <laughs> no judgment right um I just my prayer is that um as you listen to us being able to talk about this with ease um and with retrospection and know that God is in the business of reconciliation. Yeah. He is in the business of rebuilding. Um, and he's in the business of keeping his word and he always has been. Yeah. Always, 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 always has been. So I hope that out of this hour and two minutes and 44 seconds, what? what? <laughs> that you have, you, you, you hear that over and over and over again. And I want to challenge you if there is a situation in your life whether you're the person who was done wrong or you're the person who is wrong, yeah. ask God to reveal to you your role in forgiveness. Yeah. Um, because you may find that it's not the role that you thought it was. Mm-hmm. It may not be waiting on someone to call you. It may not be just letting time blow over. It may not be, I'll call them next week. It may be that you need to call today. So um, thank you. Thank you for allowing us to share this story. Thank you for listening to Musings of a Wildflower. I don't take it for granted that people spend their time listening (laughs) to some embarrassing, some not so, you know, 
not so great stories uh, are, are not so stories that in which I didn't behave right. a, as I always should. Um, but what I do know is that God is still using them. Yeah. And he's using these stories to, to touch people. So I want to encourage you if something you've heard has blessed you, man, just go wherever. A lot of you all listen on Apple or Spotify. Make sure you review the podcast. Make sure you uh, rate it, whatever you think it deserves, because I believe that this type of messaging is what we need to hear on podcasts. Yeah. There's enough gossip stuff out there. There's enough, you know, and I trust me, I watch Little Housewives myself, but like there's enough of that out there and we get to tell stories that can genuinely be life changing. Yeah. So and help you do. Yeah. Life. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Stephanie, you made it. Yay! (laughs) We out. And bye. You made it. (laughs) You made it through part two of Forgiveness with Friends. Man. Child, that was rough to to do. I don't know if it was hard for you to hear. I'm glad it got good. (laughs) You ever hear a story and you're like, okay, that's terrible. That's terrible. Is is there going to be a happy ending? And for this, there was. Stephanie is an amazing part of what we do. If you've engaged with me in any type of business capacity, you are, have more than likely communicated with her. She's such a pillar in in every part of my life, but definitely in what I do um, professionally and as an occupation. Man, I, I really, really hope that something that we said or maybe even something that we didn't say really touched you um and it just caused you to think about where you are in forgiveness maybe you're the one who committed the offense maybe you're the one who who's offended but um as she and i both kind of realized we both played a role in that and there is there is a lesson in forgiveness on both sides so listen i would love to hear about lessons that you've learned Uh, If you have any ideas, people you would like me to interview, topics you would like me to cover, hit me in my DMs about the podcast. No foolery. (laughs) We block so fast. This is so random. We block so fast. But anyways, if there's something you want to share about Musings of a Wildflower or something you want to know, hit me in the DMs. I'm KCJ Music on Instagram. Uh, You can email me at KC at KCJ Music. we're, we're, we're super, super blessed that God allows us to share these stories, man. I think at one point, they a lot of these stories were a point of shame in my life. So to see how God has taken that shame and used these stories to tell of his goodness is, is an honor. So something that we've said, something that you've heard has really impacted you. Share this with a friend. If there's someone who's struggling with forgiveness, share this with them. And then I always tell you this, and not just because... I want a five-star review. I'm still not sure if it's four stars or five stars, but it's not because I want a top star review. I just know there's so much crap out there, man. We can be listening to so much foolishness, so much stuff that is ungodly, so much stuff that is not building (laughs) of our character, of our faith. And so when we have a platform that does share those things, I think it's important that we continue to shine a light on that. So review us, leave a review. I know a lot of you listen on Apple Podcasts. So leave us a review, uh, give us a rating, whatever you think we deserve uh, as we continue to tell these stories of God's goodness. And thank you so much. You are listening to Musings of a Wildflower and I can't wait to share the next story with you.